Hello, I'm Richard Carrot and welcome to 52 Years A World Cup podcast. Today we're recording this straight onto SoundCloud so you won't get all the snazzy jingles and stuff which I do apologise for, but you will get me giving my opinions on all the Group E to H matches in the final group stage matches of the 2018 FIFA World Cup. So... Uh, these will feature the likes of Germ- uh, South Korea versus Germany um, and lots of other games as well. I'm trying to I'm trying to do this on the fly a little bit, uh, having a look at the results from Wednesday and Thursday. So I think we have to start with England, of course. Uh, it was England B versus Belgium B uh, last night and it was a boring game. I did miss quite a bit of the game actually because I was I was actually uh, playing pool uh, like a one of these bars you can play pool you can also watch the football um, so I was sort of not really seeing a lot of the first half in the background but I didn't necessarily hear very good things about it the second half I went to watch uh, more intently and what do you know it was a guy who used to play for Sunderland David Moyes' favourite person. Uh, Yanazai, Adnan Yanazai, who scored the winner for Belgium. And it was an interesting sort of celebration, I guess you could call it, or reaction from Roberto Martinez, who was like, who was almost like, no, stop it, stop scoring, we want to finish second. Um, England had a lot of changes t- to the side that beat Panama. Harry Kane was left out, he wasn't brought off from the bench when England were 1 0 down. The likes of uh, Phil Jones and Cahill, Dyer, Alexander-Arnold, Loftus-Cheek, Delph, who apparently, I think his wife or his girlfriend is uh, very heavily pregnant, so he's actually leaving the camp for a little bit. Uh, Jamie Vardy and Rashford getting getting uh, in the team as well. So it was kind of a um, reserve team, with the exception of Pickford and Stones. And, yeah, England didn't perform well it wasn't horrible there were some signs of you know hope and good stuff that were going on but uh, there was a lot of just you know it was it was it was just kind of frustrating to watch it was kind of tough to watch that sort of game um and belgium also had a lot of changes um hazard lukaku uh de bruyne uh even mertens were all on the bench mertens did get a run out a bit later Fellaini got a game, which is really interesting because today it's just been announced that he's signed a new two-year extension to his Man United contract. Um, perhaps, I don't know whether that performance maybe swayed Jose Mourinho to re-sign him, perhaps. He, he did play, yeah, a decent game, I think. Uh, the funniest thing, though, was when Batshuayi, um, when the goal went in, he sort of kicked the ball to try and kick it back into the net, but it went off the post and then off his head. And it's hilarious. You have to see that on Twitter or on the uh, various internet outlets. It's definitely worth a uh, seek out. So the other game in Group G was Panama versus Tunisia, which finished uh, 2-1 to Tunisia. Uh, I know this means nothing, but I thought this game probably... I I haven't seen any of this game, but... Uh, it sounds like it was probably more interesting than the uh, England-Belgium game. Um, Panama were, got into the lead by a mirror own goal on the 33rd minute, and then B- 
Ben Yusuf on the 51st and Kuzri on the 66th put Tunisia uh, into the lead and they won their first match of this World Cup, but a little bit too late for them because they're out already. Um, but it's quite cool, the Panama scored two goals, although one was technically an own goal at this World Cup, so well done to them. So I guess the big thing to talk about is where this leaves the table. It leaves Belgium at the top with nine points. England's second uh, with six points. Tunisia third with three points. And Panama last with no points. Nice uh, clear um, gaps between all the teams. And it does obviously affect how, who England will play in the next round, which means we have to talk about Group H before we get to that. So let's talk about Group H. Um, so in, in, there was two one nils in group H, uh, Poland beat Japan one nil and Colombia beat Senegal one nil. Apparently Colombia weren't playing very well in their game and got quite lucky actually to win it. Uh, Mina scored the only goal on the 74th minute. Also Hamas Rodriguez has got injured, uh, which does cause a slight issue going into the, uh, last 16. So, this le this was quite interesting because with Japan, although they lost, they still actually qualified, but they had the same goal difference of none as Senegal. They also had the same, I think they also had the same goal scored. The only thing that separated them was yellow cards. Senegal had more yellow cards than Japan, so they got knocked out. How harsh is that to be knocked out on fair play rules? Incredibly harsh, but yes, Senegal going home which means we've only got four continents in the last 16 we could have had five and uh, japan and senegal got through but instead we just got south america north america europe and asia represented so colombia finished the group top with six points and like i said japan and senegal both had four but uh, japan had the better fair play record and poland last with three points it's weird like one of the recurring themes, really, about uh, this last uh, batch of matches is that the teams that have already gone out have actually won a lot of the games, which I guess shows that they had nothing to lose. They were happy to just go for it, and there's definitely more, maybe a bit more freedom in their play than uh, they had when they were worried about qualifying. So, yeah, like I said, um, that leaves uh, the two groups uh, to knock out round of 16 matches to be England versus Colombia and Belgium versus Japan. Now, a lot of people were talking about Group G, about the second place being the easier route to the final. Because So if England uh, beat Colombia, they would face either Switzerland or Sweden in the quarterfinals. And in the semifinals, I think it would be either Croatia, Spain and... And I sort of forget, I think it might be, Is it? I think it's Croatia, Denmark, Spain, Russia. So you can see that those teams might be a bit easier than the likes of having to face Brazil in the quarterfinals, which Belgium will have to do if they get past Japan. Unless, of course, Mexico beat, Bel beat, Mexico beat Brazil, which in this tournament, let's not take anything for granted, although everyone still does. So I guess for, from an England perspective, you know, it was a, I think it was a bit disappointing to see them sort of lose their momentum 
against Belgium. You know, they had a really good game against Panama and you sort of wonder whether that's going to come uh, back to backfire on them. It, it all matters now. Everything's about that Colombia game on Tuesday. So England also get an extra day to rest, which is another positive of finish second. It seems like there's way too many positives of finishing second in Group G. Like, you know, something wrong there. Um, but I guess that's just how it's happened. You know, it would have been the likes of, uh, uh, you know, Germany, who could have been on that side had things turned out differently. And we'll get on to Germany a little bit later. So... I think Colombia is a very difficult, it's not an easy game for England, it's a winnable game. Uh, last time they faced a South American team uh, in the uh, last 16, was I think it was in 2006 they faced Ecuador, and they beat Ecuador. So, um, And they also faced Colombia at the uh, France 98, 20 years ago, uh, and they beat them in the group stage, to, and that helped them advance. And they obviously got knocked out by Argentina in the second round. So, I think obviously, yeah, when you look at Colombia, weren't playing that well, have lost uh, Rodriguez most likely. It hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, so, England have got a great chance, but I am slightly concerned if they do get through that they might trip up to the likes of Sweden. When you look at England's uh, past sort of record with Sweden, I mean, it's been slightly better in more recent times, but it's been a lot of draws. Um, Sweden actually knocked England out, or I think it was of uh, Euro 92. That's going back a bit. Um, there's plenty of World Cup group games they played. Uh, England played with Sweden, and I think all of them were draws. So it's not a done deal if we get Sweden, if, and that's if Sweden beats Switzerland. Um, you know, nothing is a done deal, and we've seen all the shocks and everything that's happened. Don't take anything for granted. So that's the England performance. Uh, that was what England happened with England, I guess. Um, yeah, overall, I thought I was quite disappointed with them, and I think... Um, I get why they made the changes because you know you want to protect your best players for the last 16 but at the same time these tournament formats are so short form it's not like you know uh trying to win the league and win the champions league where you've got that sort of longitudinal time frame you know tournaments are a lot more like world cup it's seven games that's it you know if you if you win it um so it feels like every game matters and you need to have so um, you see teams with momentum, you know, getting having a semi-final run on, on pretty much a regular basis. I'd say almost every single tournament you get a team that probably shouldn't be in the semi-finals that managed to get there through a bit of form. So it seems like sacrificing that may have been an issue, but we don't know yet. We don't really know. I mean, there was a couple of things. It could have easily been a draw that game. There was, a, there was an amazing chance for Marcus Rashford, which he put wide. I think it was actually saved by Courtois. But I just felt that overall it was a pretty disappointing performance. And Trent Alexander-Arnold on free kicks, oh, they were horrible. <laughs> I mean, fair play to the kid. He does look a little bit out of his depth in the World Cup. Maybe that's a harsh thing to say, but um, his free kicks were not good. 
So let's move on to Group F. It's been sort of a um, a very interesting group, and we got a massive, uh, pretty much our first proper casualty. You know, a lot of uh, teams have been hanging on the precipice, like of Argentina, um, sort of worried that they might go out. But we, you know, they managed to squeeze through by the skin of their teeth, and now it's like we we wondered whether Germany would do the same. And especially after that last-minute goal against Sweden, which really turned things around for them. But no, Germany just didn't show up again, and they lost 2-0 to South Korea. So not only did they go out of this tournament, they went out of this tournament bottom of their group. It's the first time since the 1930s Germany had been knocked out of a World Cup in the first stage. It's the first time they've ever been knocked out of the group stage because... They, they didn't have it back in the 1930s. Um, it's pretty horrific for Germany, who haven't failed to get to the semi-finals since this, apart from this tournament, since France 98. You can go even further back for, like, quarterfinals. It's insane. The record's insane. And this has to be seen as an absolute disaster for Germany. And they fall into the World Cup curse. You know, the winners the next time round end up going out in the group stage. That's happened with Italy, happened with Spain, happened with France. So, there was a few interesting things about the game. I mean, one thing was that Manuel Neuer decided to play left wing for no apparent reason uh, in stoppage time. And that allowed uh, Son to get the second goal. The first goal was a bit uh, controversial. I think they thought it was offside. They went to VAR, and VAR actually gave the goal. Nice bit of added drama to VAR, and uh, that was that was like one of the biggest sort of crazy VAR decisions in that it, it had such an impact. Um, it also was impacted by the other game uh, where Mexico almost sort of committed tournament suicide. Uh, they lost 3-0 to Sweden, and... Had Germany just scored, uh, had Germany won against Korea 1-0, they would have been through. And Mexico, who'd beaten South Korea, who'd beaten Germany, would have been out with six points, which would have been a travesty when you consider, like, Argentina and all these teams are getting them through with four points. And then they go out with six. But I think, yeah, overall, this... I mean, I did say about Group D... You know, I said about Group D being the group of death, but actually, I think Group F has proven to be the group of death because you've had Germany knocked out. And, um, you know, I mean, who would have thought... I would have probably said it's more likely the table was the other way round than this way round. I think, you know, I wasn't really expecting much of Sweden at all, but especially, you know, you've got to give them credit, especially after losing in such a... You know, in such dramatic fashion against Germany, they've managed to bounce back, as Alan Partridge would say, and they've done it in style by winning the uh, group. So the final group F was Sweden, uh, goal difference of three and six points. Mexico, minus one goal difference and six points. South Korea, goal difference of none and three points. And Germany at the bottom with minus two goal difference and three points. So who would Sweden and Mexico face in the next round? We have to go to Group E for that one. Um, so, so in Group E, 
we had Serbia and Brazil, and Serbia lost 2-0. Um, you know, it was a kind of must-win game for Serbia as well, and they just didn't do it. Polinho got the goal on the 36th minute, and Thiago Silva got the second on the 68th minute to send uh, Brazil through as the group winners. And it's sort of, you know, there's, there's a thought now that Germany, uh, not Germany, they're way out. There's a thought now that Brazil are getting better as it, the tournament is progressing, which usually is a sign of this team's going to win it. But let's not get too hasty. Um, but a very good win, um, you know. And the other game, again, we've got a case of the la of the already eliminated team doing quite well as Switzerland draw 2-2 with Costa Rica. Um, so uh, Desmarley put Switzerland in the lead on the 31st minute. Watson got the equaliser on the 56th. Demick Demerick get got the goal on, uh, for Switzerland on the 88th minute to make it 2-1. And then there was a really last sort of minute penalty, um, which uh, Costa Rica got, um, which hit the bar, bounced off the Swiss keeper's head, and went in for an own goal. Blimmin' heck, that, that is quite that is quite the uh, achievement, really. So that leaves uh, Group E with uh, Brazil at the top with goal difference of four and seven points. Switzerland second with five points, Serbia third with three points, and Costa Rica last with one point. Um, so obviously Switzerland there did pretty well and very solid performance to do enough to get through. Five points is sort of your par if you want to get through to uh, the second round. Um, Brazil obviously, you know, they'll be they'll be sort of. The confidence will be gained by finishing top of that group. Didn't it doesn't exactly give them an easier game because they're facing Mexico instead of facing Sweden. So and they're quite they're both quite hard games. Although well they've got they've got their own sort of level. About I would I don't know we're talking about they're about the same level I would say uh, in terms of ability. Just in my opinion. Although then Sweden did just beat Mexico three 0 so maybe not. Maybe maybe Sweden are better. So. Since we've reached the knockout stage, it means we have to say goodbye to a number of teams. It's goodbye to Saudi Arabia. They let their women drive. Maybe they should have let their women play football and they would have got through this group. It's goodbye to Egypt. Oh, mo, it went all wrong. And they got no points. Nil point. Uh, it's also goodbye to Iran, who were not number one on this occasion. And Morocco are go, go, going home. Say goodbye to Peru. Uh, it was nice knowing you. Goodbye to Australia. Good day, mate. And uh, I don't know what else. <laughs> What's the Australian for goodbye? Answers uh, on Twitter at uh, 52 Years World Cup. Uh, it's goodbye to Nigeria. How ye were robbed. It's goodbye to Iceland, uh, but we will be back for some frozen food. It's goodbye to Serbia. It's goodbye to Costa Rica. 
um, you are a favourite coffee shop. It's goodbye to South Korea. But you did beat the world champions on your way out. It's goodbye to Germany. Ah! It's goodbye to Tunisia. Um, we'll be missing you. It's goodbye to Panama. Panamania will not be running wild. It's goodbye to Senegal. And it's goodbye to Poland. Those are all the teams that are going out uh, at this stage. So I guess what we should be doing, right? Uh, this is a dangerous thing to do, but I might try it if I can get a uh, a decent uh, bracket up. I'm going to go through all the uh, second round games and just run them through for you. But we also might be predicting the entire tournament. I'll see. I'll see how we go. Um, and yes, yeah, so remember, you can tweet us at 52 Years World Cup if you uh, have any thoughts on the knockout rounds, if you think uh, what you thought of England's performance last night against Belgium, um, and whether you think England are going to go any further than uh, the second round. Maybe they'll get to the semi-finals. Who knows? So on Saturday, yes, this is the one, the first day off today. Oh, as I'm recording this on Friday, the 29th of June, the first day there is no World Cup football in the World Cup. But on the 30th of June, that's tomorrow, Saturday, it's France, Argentina at 3 p.m. and Uruguay, Portugal at 7 p.m. A lot of people are saying that France, Argentina is going to be really, really boring. So we'll find out. Um, there's always that possibility. Uh, I can see it going uh, to penalties and France winning on penalties. And Uruguay versus Portugal, that should be a good one. On Sunday, it's Spain versus Russia at 3pm and Croatia versus Denmark at 7pm. Hmm. I mean, I like Croatia's chances, I just hope they don't screw it up again like they did at the Euros. Um, Spain versus Russia, I would expect Spain to get through, unless the hosts are really jeered up. Uh, on Monday uh, at 3pm, it's Brazil versus Mexico, and at 7pm, Belgium versus Japan. And on Tuesday, Sweden versus Switzerland at 3pm, uh, and Colombia versus England, the last game of the second round, at 7pm. And then the quarterfinals are on Friday the 6th of July and Saturday the 7th of July with the semi-finals taking place on the Tuesday the 10th of July, Wednesday the 11th of July and then the third place playoff is on Saturday the 14th of July and the final the 15th of July Sunday. So we've just got over, just about over two weeks left of this but there's going to be a lot more gaps and a lot more footballless days ahead so do um, prepare for the the void of football, if, if you will. Uh, but it won't last long because the Premier League will be back before you know it. Um, so, it's looking quite... I am looking forward to the knockout stage. It's always the business end of the World Cup. Sometimes it's quite disappointing because all the, all the teams that did well in the group stage just fall away and then they all 
you know, get knocked out. So hopefully, you know, there'll be some sort of smaller teams doing well. I mean, there will. We are guaranteed to have either England, Colombia, Switzerland, or Sweden in the semi-final. So that will be an interest. You know, you don't usually get one of those teams in the semi-final. I mean, England have been to a World Cup semi-final. Well, I think what twice, maybe. Not that, not that many times though. In the Euros, once more, but. So yeah, a lot to look forward to, really. Um, yeah, I, I've. I personally think. Uh, I personally think England will get. I'll just give you my predictions for that game, for all those games. So. Um, so I think France will beat Argentina. I think Uruguay will beat Portugal. Um, I think Spain will beat Russia, Croatia will beat Denmark, Brazil will beat Mexico, Belgium will meet, beat Japan to set up an amazing quarterfinal between Belgium and Brazil, and I think I think Sweden are going to beat Switzerland and England are going to beat Colombia and it's going to be England-Sweden in the quarterfinals, but only time will tell and it might go the other way completely. Uh, that would actually, I think that would knock out every other, no, it, it would just be... Um, well, it would knock out every other... It would only be down to two continents then. It would just be uh, South America and Europe, and only South America would have two teams in it, so not looking too good for them either. So There you go. It's getting fun now. And uh, just to give you a quick one, uh, it, I'm going to adjust my schedule of podcasts uh, coming up. So uh, we will have... A podcast after the first four games uh, of the knockout stage so you'll get one Sunday night Monday morning sort of time uh, and of the knockout and then we also have another one coming up on the Wednesday which uh, just follows the it will follow the England game basically it might be Tuesday we'll see how we go uh, probably not though <laughs> Uh, then we've got uh, then you've got the quarterfinal semi-finals so we'll be back on the Sunday to recap the quarterfinals and then it will be a another one on on the Thursday following which will recap the semi-finals will I'm looking potentially doing something special for the third, fourth place playoff but so keep you know keep your fingers uh, well have a just follow me on Twitter at 52 years World Cup just to keep up to date with that. And then the final will be on Sunday, and we'll probably have the last episode on the Sunday just to wrap up the World Cup. We also usually give out awards about the tournament, you know, best goal, best it's really random stuff sometimes. So that should be a lot of fun. So that's all the podcasts we've got coming up. And thanks for joining me for this slightly uh, less uh produced edition of 52 years world cup podcast remember i don't think i should keep plugging my twitter because i plugged it about six times already but i will tell you that uh, you can find us on soundcloud and itunes just search 52 years world cup and um, thanks for joining me and i'll be looking forward to knockout stages i will see you then